Talk lines are open now. All right, we're going in the Wayback Machine. Today's show is a rerun. Um, I'm not in studio, but let me tell you, this was a lot of work to put together. Went through a lot of podcasts and just kind of was picking and choosing some people to listen to so we could kind of get what the headlines were, what we were talking about years ago. This particular piece from eight years ago. I'm not kidding. Eight years ago. And uh, this is so crazy. This was Dr. Paul Craig Roberts. And uh, you can find um, things that he writes as well on Lou, uh, on Lou Rockwell. But this is so fascinating. He's talking about Iran. He's talking about Saudi Arabia. He's talking about um, Ukraine and Russia. And you can kind of get a glimpse of what he was talking about, where we were at foreign policy eight years ago. Here is uh, Dr. Paul Craig Roberts. Um, and then also before that, I just wanted to mention balance of nature. Get your balance of nature, please. Please get healthy. Please get healthy. <laughs> um, don't make me come and give you balance of nature because I will. Um, I'm that desperate to make sure that you are okay. And uh, this is a phenomenal thing to take. 31 fruits and vegetables. You can get 35% off and free shipping. Go to balanceofnature.com and get the supplement, please. Don't hesitate anymore. This is the one you want to be taking, okay? I, I promise you, you will love me for this. And give it about a week and a half to kick in, and you'll notice, okay? Here is Dr. Uh, Paul Craig Roberts uh, on uh, this uh, podcast from eight years ago. Here is Investigator Dave and I interviewing him. Well, I, I don't think Iran wants to take over anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't attack anybody. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought, just, hmm. yeah. They're just trying to um, um, create a decent life for the people, and we won't let them. The trouble with Iran, from an American standpoint, is the same as the trouble with Gaddafi and Saddam Hussein and Assad. They are not vassal states of Washington. Mm. They're independent countries with independent foreign policies. And this is unacceptable to neoconservatives. You have to be a vassal state like England, Germany, France, Italy, True. Spain, Australia, Canada, Japan. You have to follow mm-hmm. Washington's orders. Your foreign policy has to be aligned with Washington. Your economic policy has to be aligned with Washington. And that's the trouble with the countries in the Middle East from Washington's standpoint. It's got nothing to do with terrorism. It's got to do with the independence of the governments and not puppet states like uh, Jordan Mm -hmm. or states like Saudi Arabia that are dependent on the United States for protection and therefore cooperate. Very great point. Or states like Egypt, Mm -hmm. which... Whose government, whose military is funded by Washington, has yeah. been for decades. They're flying our so aircraft. Are, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're under our control, and Gaddafi wasn't. Seems like Putin's trying to bring them into his orbit now, along with Greece. I, I so. don't think so. Yeah. No. 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 Interesting. Okay. Hmm. No, I, 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 all this stuff about Putin wanting to create an empire is just propaganda. Hmm. Look, just think about, do you remember a few years ago when uh, we sent the Georgian army into South Ossetia? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, they killed some Russian peace 
peacekeepers that killed a lot of Russian people that lived there. Um, they did this while Putin was at the Olympics in, in Peking, in Beijing. Mm-hmm. So he rushes back, in go the Russian troops. Uh, we had spent a fortune, along with Israel, equipping and training this Georgian army. It collapsed in five hours. Wow. Putin had the whole country in his hands. <laughs> now, this is a country that has for centuries been part of Russia. Mm-hmm. This is the birthplace of Stalin. Once he stopped the attacks on the Georgians, the whole country's hand, he withdrew and left it there. He didn't reincorporate it in Russia, which he could easily have done. Hmm. If he wanted Ukraine, he could have it in 48 hours. How long have you? How long have we been hearing about Russian tank columns and troops going into Ukraine? We've about as long as we've been hearing about a year, Iran. right? Yeah. They're well, a, well, if we're, if that many Russian tanks and troops have been entering Ukraine, and it's not, again, part of Russia, then clearly the military isn't very effective in Russia. Exactly. I mean, we've been... I guarantee you, if there were Russian tanks in Ukraine, the fight will be over 48 hours. We've been hearing about this as long as we've been hearing Iran's going to have nukes. If all the Russians have been entering Ukraine this long and have produced no result, then why are we afraid of the Russians? It's true. That's a great point. It really is. Common <laughs> sense. Honestly, I, I, I love sense. that. It's common yeah. sense. Very, very true. You know, you're, you've written a lot on the 9-11, on false flags. How hard is it to not or, or to keep at bay the hysteria of being un-American and a conspiracy nut? How hard is that <laughs> to do that when you're talking about these things? Because we've talked about these things on our Friday shows uh, when it comes to conspiracies and things. And, and the reaction from people is just sometimes anger because they, they just can't wrap their brain around the fact that the government would be capable of that. How hard is that for you? And, you know, do you watch what you say sometimes because you think there's maybe a line you can go to with those types of people? What, how do you combat that? I don't worry about it. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of ignorant people, particularly in America. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> yeah. the, the thing is, it's it's a conspiracy one way or the other. The government's official account is also a conspiracy. Hmm. I mean, in fact, it's it's a much less plausible conspiracy. Oh yes. And what <laughs> what made me. Uh, aware of it, I had been in the government in high positions, and I had had uh, female responsibilities. I they had a mountain hollowed out in Virginia, mm-hmm. and there'd been a nuclear attack. I was supposed to go there, and I would be in line to take over the, the country if mm-hmm. other people were dead, and so on. And we went through all kinds of exercises, and I know for a fact that it is not possible for a handful of Saudi Arabians with no intelligence service behind them, mm-hmm. to outwit all 16 American intelligence agencies, the National Security Council, the Pentagon, all of America's NATO allies, intelligence services, True. Israel's Mossad, to cause airport security to fail four times in one hour on the same morning. It's not possible. And if anything like that had happened... The president and the Congress would have been screaming bloody murder to know how this happened. They would have been demanding an investigation. How could the United States be so totally humiliated? Right. For a handful of kids. Right. And all kinds of heads would have rolled. There would have been every kind of investigation. Instead, 
White House blocked all investigations for one year. Finally had to give in to the 9-11 families and have a political commission listen to the government's account and write it down. There was never any investigation. Your sons of false flags, don't we? I mean, we have the Tonkin Gulf incident that never happened. We used to start the Vietnam War, <clears throat> right? Right, right. We know. No, we know that didn't happen, but they told us it did, and it went, went to a war. cost us a half a million people in Vietnam, uh, 50,000 dead, hundreds of thousands maimed forever, law, you know, psychologically, physically. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was all based on this lie about uh, an American destroyer was attacked by North Vietnam torpedo boats. Never happened. Wow. We know that. We know about uh, Operation Northwoods. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, this was a plan to kill Americans, to uh, uh, shoot down American passenger planes, to strafe the refugee boats coming from Cuba, uh, and, and blame Castro so we could have regime change. And the Joint Chiefs of Staff took that to President Kennedy and said, let's sign off on this. We need to do this. And, of course, he refused and fired the head of the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. But uh, we know about Operation Gladio. Operation Gladio um, operated in Europe uh, in the 60s until 1990 when mm-hmm. the Italian president exposed it. And all those bombings um, from the 60s until the 90s uh, that were happening in Europe and were blamed on communists, it turns out it was done by the CIA and Italian intelligence. And they were blowing up people and killing people and blaming the communists in order that the communists would do poorly in the elections, because Washington was paranoid that the Communist Party would achieve executive power in some European country. So we, we, know, we know this. This is all established. It's not a conspiracy theory. There was a conspiracy. The conspiracy was the CIA, Italian intelligence, against the European peoples. We know this. It's not debatable. So the, the whole question then is, since false flag attacks are common, mm-hmm. I remember when I did Russian studies, uh, one of the first things I learned was that the, the Tsarist secret police would go set off bombs so they could arrest labor agitators. When you have an agenda that you don't want to reveal, you You don't want to tell the people Mm -hmm. what you're doing or why, and so you have all these false flag things. They're just common. All the market's rigged, and they've got everybody thinking there's a recovery. So the psychology supports the rigging. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. Now, if if the psychology were to change on them, and then they can't convince people that there's recovery mm-hmm. and that things are getting better, uh, that could make it harder for them to keep things rigged. Would it? Would it or, be? Yeah. Go ahead. Just the extent of the rigging. It's such a house of cards. So true. That it wouldn't take very much to blow it down. So I don't know how how it can last. Would it, would it be falling off a cliff, or would it be a, just a, a really steady rise in inflation over a period of time? Well, it could be, it could be either or both. I mean, mm. 
you know, if the if there was flight from the dollar, then the inflation would be sudden and high, because the United States now is heavily uh, import dependent. Very true. Very true. And China so and Russia in, are making yeah, agreements. Yeah, if you walked in Walmart, you'd think you walked into Neiman Marcus. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And this is, and yeah. That could happen. Um, all the markets are a bubble. Look, we've, we've got the stock market at 18000 yet there's been no growth in consumer income for decades. None. There's no growth in real retail sales. The labor force participation rate has collapsed. That means people can't find jobs. Right. So they're not in the workforce anymore. They're not counted in the workforce. After four weeks, they're unemployed and they don't count. Yeah, that's right. Right. If they're not looking for a job. Right. If you haven't, if you haven't searched for a job in the last four weeks, you're not accounted in the U3 measure, which is the reported measure, the one they say is 5.6 or 5.7. Hmm. And then the government has another measure called U6, and that counts short-term discouraged workers, who, if they're discouraged for less than one year. Well, that rate is double hmm. the headline rate. That's 11.2. Wow. But that doesn't count the long-term discouraged. The government stopped counting long-term discouraged, I think, in 1994. And that's our real problem, because those are the ones that are soaking up the, uh, the system. Yeah, they're the ones, uh, if you count them, the unemployment rate right now is 23.3%. 23.3? Yeah. Wow. Scary. Yeah. When I was still in the government, they were counted. So the way they get this low unemployment rate is they simply don't count the unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> they read them out. They right. define them out of the workforce on the grounds they're not looking for a job. Well, if you look for a job for years and can't find one, you know, it it's expensive to look for jobs, right? Money-wise and morale-wise. Hmm. You know, how, how long do you want to look for a job and not find one? I mean, it just tears you up, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. And and so it, it, people it's, can't sustain it forever. It just—it's devastating. They can't face getting rejected another day, another week, another month, another year. Wow. It's too much, you know. Well, now, it is astounding, it, and 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 but the media never says anything about it. They don't even tell you about the U six rate. That's an official rate. But how often do you hear? Oh, uh, the unemployment rate's eleven point two percent. Right. You don't hear it. It's a, it's as if the media is handing out Valium. Ignore what's going on and be happy. You can ignore, but you can't ignore Putin. He's the new Hitler. <laughs> Jeez. You can't know Russia. They're going to invade the Baltics. Right. Yeah. Right. Interesting discussion eight years ago with Dr. Uh, Paul Craig Roberts. Uh, you can find more about his writings on lewrockwell.com. But wow. Can you believe that was eight years ago? Jeez. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show Friday show. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Paul Craig Roberts, uh, Dr. Paul Craig Roberts was treasurer, assistant treasurer under Reagan in that administration. So just so you know, comes from a long background of uh, government, government. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show.